Hello and welcome to this week's Next, Next Sense Institute podcast. My name is Trudy Smith and I am the manager of continuing professional education at the Next Sense Institute and I am your host for today. It's my very great pleasure. I've been joined by Professor Greg Lee and Dr. Dr. Rachel Beswick. Can I ask you to introduce yourselves for our audience? Greg, I'll start with you. Thanks, Trudy. Um, as you said, I'm Greg Lee. I'm in my day job. I'm director of Next Sense Institute. But uh, today I'm talking to you in um, the capacity as chair of the Australasian Newborn Hearing Screening Committee. Thanks, Greg. And Rachel? Thanks, Trudy. So my name is Rachel Beswick and I'm the director of Queensland's Newborn Hearing Screening Program, which is Healthy Hearing. Um, I'm speaking to you today in my role on the Australasian Newborn Hearing Screening Subcommittee which is responsible for the work associated with developing this consensus statement. Thank you. Welcome both. Greg, can you tell me about the Australasian Newborn Hearing Screening Committee? Who's on the committee and what is the work that you all do? Yeah, thanks, Trudy. The, the ANHSC has been in existence since 2001 when it started life as the National um, Neonatal Hearing Screening Committee. It was a group of, of very committed individuals, I have to say, who were brought together at that time by a common purpose, and that purpose being, um, or a desire, uh, to see the introduction of newborn hearing screening in Australia. Um, that started at a conference, what was really the first of our many conferences now, as a, as a consensus meeting at Adelaide uh, Women's and Children's Hospital um, in March 2001, brought together uh, medicos, audiologists, nurses, nurse audiometrists, paediatricians, developmentalists, wide range of people with, with varying backgrounds who had a very strong interest uh, in seeing the introduction of newborn hearing screen. We had 100 and, 111, I think, people uh, at that first meeting. And that led to the development of a consensus statement on why there should be newborn hearing screening in Australia. As the record shows, that consensus statement was used over a long period of time as an instrument for advocacy for the introduction of newborn hearing screening with both federal and state governments. And over what proved to be a much longer period of time than we may have wished, um, eventually every state in the Commonwealth uh, has reached the point now where there is um, a newborn hearing screening program in that state or territory. We now confidently believe that we have more than 97% of all children born in Australia receiving or completing a screen for their hearing um, within uh, the first three months of, of, of birth, after birth, um, you know, which is a, a, a with an extraordinarily low rate of loss to follow up. I mean, it makes us, I would argue, one of the, the envy of, uh, of the world in many respects in terms of the, the quality of those programs. So what role is there for the ANHSC now? Well, we've continued over all of that period of time to have a role in advocating for the continuing quality of, and availability of those newborn hearing screening programs. And to that end, we have among our memberships still representatives who are uh, from all of those areas. We have, as Rachel just identified as being um, director of, uh, of the Queensland program. We have the directors of all of the state-based programs. We have representatives from the field of radiology, from the field of paediatrics, from the, uh, um, the field of ear, nose and throat surgery. Uh, from education of deaf and hard of hearing children, uh, from the perspective of parents. And we continue as a committee with those aims as a working committee of Deafness Foundation. So our, our parent body is, is Deafness Foundation, but we continue as the Australasian Newborn Hearing Screening Committee. Sure. 
And there is a workshop coming up on the 22nd of July to progress again, um, perhaps a new consensus. I'm wondering if you can talk about why this is an ongoing focus for you so, and some of the work around it. We, people, will, or people in the field will know that every two years, we, uh, ever since 2001, we've continued to have a conference as the ANHSC, um, the Australasian Newborn Hearing Screening Conference. That's become quite a feature in the calendar for people who work in the field and delight to say. But over, over many years, recent years, and particularly with the advent of the federal government, the previous federal government's roadmap on hearing health, there continues to be um, a desire for, or um, um, uh, in many cases seen as a need for, screening beyond the newborn period uh, to identify hearing loss in children at, at a, later, a later age or stage. And what we've seen over a long period of time is that there are many different perspectives on what that should look like, many different perspectives on what or whether that should be done, um, perspectives on when it should be done. Should this be a feature of the preschool years? Should it be a feature of the school years? Should it be a feature of, of um, multiple points in childhood? Uh, and there, it's fair to say there isn't consensus around, around the issue of later age screening, screening beyond the newborn period. But it remains a very important issue and it remains one that exercises lots of attention and that we think is absolutely worthy of pursuing to an outcome. And in the same way that we had a role in uh, advocating to government a singular or a united perspective around newborn hearing screening, we think it would be great if we could work towards a consensus nationally on what screening beyond the newborn period should look like. And given that we've played such an important role through conferences and other activities over the years, we've um, decided to uh, step into this space and provide a vehicle for, for that discussion to, to take place, to work towards a consensus. And to that end, we used some of our uh, rather meagre resources as a committee uh, to finance a systematic review of the literature on this topic. We put that out to tender um, late last year, uh, that tender was won by the National Acoustics Laboratories and NAL undertook that task of completing a systematic review of the literature on um, newborn, oh, sorry, on screening beyond the newborn period. And we're using that as a catalyst through this, this workshop that we're, we're entering into to initiate a day, conscious of the fact this is just the start, a day to um, uh, bring people together who are significant players in or who have a significant interest in this issue to uh, uh, consider that review of the literature and to start the process of, of building a consensus. Sure. Rachel, I'm wondering if you can elaborate a little bit more perhaps on the preparations that have been conducted prior to this workshop? Yeah, absolutely, Trudy. So we've been working on this for a long time, about 18 months now, developing all of the work um, leading into this day. So um, as Greg indicated, we did commission a systematic lit review, which covers all the literature um, around uh, detection of hearing loss after the newborn period. We've also conducted two surveys in Australia and in New Zealand, um, one looking at what screening programs around throughout childhood, and then a sub-questionnaire which looked at um, specifically around the targeted surveillance program and what states and what New Zealand is doing around targeted surveillance. Um, so there have been two large pieces of work, 
We've also released the systematic lit review to a number of really key stakeholder groups um, for their opinion and position on the outcomes of the systematic lit review and have, uh, are in the process of conducting a, a number of um, uh, interviews with these stakeholder groups um, around their position around what we should do moving forward. So a lot of work's happened, Trudy. It does sound like it. What are your anticipated outcomes for this workshop? Greg alluded to this was just at one moment, beginning of this process, but I'm wondering if you can talk a little more to that. Absolutely. Well, we're under no um, illusion that we will be having a consensus at the end of a one-day workshop. Um, as I said, even the preparations leading up to it, there has been lots of conversation within the committee, lots of um, pulling apart our thoughts and challenging ourselves on our own beliefs. So um, what we are hoping for is uh, a couple of um, base statements uh, that we can agree on and a plan for moving forward. So what's the next thing that we need to do as a sector to move towards a consensus statement? Sure. Now, there'll be people listening who have registered and people considering that. How would you recommend that they prepare before coming along on the 22nd of July? So um, absolutely, one of the number one things that they should do is read the systematic lit review, which has been um, about, which will be available to everybody. Um, you know, it's a really good read and it provides a really good foundation for the, the way the workshop's going to, do, uh, going to occur. Um, the other thing I think that you need to do is bring an open mind. So as I said, the committee have... Um, been really challenged in their thoughts and beliefs um, as evidence has rolled in and different people's opinions have, have come to the table. So I think bringing an open mind and being open to the different positions is really valuable. I, I really can't stress that enough, Trudy, the, the, the idea that there's one way to do this. If there was one clear way to do this, we'd be doing it now. And clearly there isn't. Um, there are lots of, lots of perspectives, um, some of them more strongly evidence-based than others. But they're all valid perspectives and they're all important perspectives for us to consider. We're very fortunate that we've procured the services of Professor Lynn Gillen as our facilitator for the day. Lynn's from the Royal Children's Hospital in Melbourne, um, well known in the field of, of ethics as it relates to um, the, the field of paediatrics more broadly. Uh, Lynn's agreement to be facilitator for us is a real bonus and I know that she's going to engage people uh, through the day but as Rachel says, you can only be as engaged as your open mind and preparedness to engage will allow. So we're looking forward to a really exciting day. Again, endorse what Rachel said, uh, we're not, not thinking for a moment that we're going to wind up uh, uh, with a complete consensus after a one-day workshop, but uh, let's, let's set, the, set the road to, to achieving that in the, in the near term, we would hope. Thank you both. It sounds like it's going to be a really interesting day. And if you haven't registered yet, we will put the link in the show notes that you can access that and, and also the systematic review when it becomes available. Thank you both so much for, for joining us. And perhaps we can come together after the day on the 22nd of July and talk about ongoing work. So we appreciate your time now. So thanks everyone for joining us and we look forward to you again soon. Thanks, Trudy. Thanks, Trudy.